And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. on Odyssey and the BetQL Network. I am here with Gabe Ramirez filling in for Brandon Sprague, who will be back next week. So excited to talk to Gabe tonight, though, because everything happened in sports this week. What didn't happen in sports? We've got NBA stuff going on. The Masters, a little golf tournament called the Masters, wrapped up tonight. Baseball is back. A lot of things are happening that we thought maybe couldn't happen. Tiger played in the Masters. Baseball is back. There is no lockout anymore. We are now securely in the baseball season. Red Sox Yankees playing right now, which I'm keeping an eye on and will be throughout the show. Gabe, how has your week been? And it's great to see you. It's great to see you too. Thanks for having me on, Lucy. You know, Brandon was on my show yesterday. So it's just so funny that he was like, you know, Gabe, you did so good talking about basketball. I want you to come fill in for me. (laughs) <laughs> back to the future so here well, he i has am a point because you are excellent <laughs> no well and uh, thank you for that uh, and the checks are in the mail but i'm super excited because i've just been winning so much money oh, man my this. discord's been going crazy i feel like ever since the tournament our producer zach crawl he'll tell you i was on the jayhawks i won over like three grand on a bunch <laughs> of pools that i was in and the good luck's been flowing so hopefully we can win you guys some money today too by talking about some good bets Coming in hot with these wins and these, this, all these brags, but that's good because you should always say humble brags. Humble, bra- humble brags. This money bags Gabe over here has won a lot of money, and super producer Zach can tell us this too. Yes, won a lot of money. So Scotty Scheffler, just to start it all off here, to set the table. We're going to start with Little Masters because that did wrap up today. The green jacket has been given to Scotty Scheffler taking home the Masters Championship despite the comeback attempt by Rory McIlroy, which was very intense. But we will get to that, too. We will talk some baseball a little bit in the first segment as well. And then we will talk to our good friend Luke Pregandy from Prop Swap. Uh, he is back, and we will get all the info on NBA futures and with the playoffs starting and what he's seeing in baseball now with the season starting. We have not talked to him since the season began because it began three days ago, so we haven't even <laughs> talked since then, um, which is crazy. It feels like the baseball season has been a month long already, but it's still the first series, and it's just that's wild. So then we are going to get into NBA in the final segment because there's a lot to talk about there too, but – Scotty Scheffler is your Masters champion. He had pretty long odds coming into this to win the the Masters, um, and it's just it's exciting to see whoever whoever wins the Masters. It's just always exciting because there's crying, and that it's just a beautiful day out <laughs> always. And uh, and all the the whoever wins their family is just there, and it's just exciting to see. It's funny because Lucy. It's one of these victories that makes you feel like an idiot. Not you, per se. Talk about me and the rest of the yeah. gambling world. Because you have the number one ranked golfer in the world who's plus 1,500. I don't care what, I don't care if it's the Masters or not. To not put 20 bucks on a guy that's ranked number one, and he's 25. Peak physical condition. Can't get any better than this. Probably hot as can be right now. And no one thought to put 20 bucks on a guy that was plus, plus 1,500 to take home the victory, which is absolutely incredible. Everybody was too busy putting money on Tiger Woods. He did a fantastic job, held the lead throughout, shot a phenomenal round in his final round this, uh, today. Thought he did a great job. My bet yesterday that I won some money on, Lucy, it was Carl Schwartzel. He was, okay. I never heard of the guy in my life. He was in fourth place. Who had <laughs> Right, exactly. And he was minus 190 to finish in the top 10. 
and he was already in fourth. So to wow. me, that seemed like a no brainer. I threw him in a couple of parlays. He ended up tying for 10. So they took a little bit of money off, but there were some people out there that could have won you some money, just like Rory McIlroy. Did you think yes. he was going to make the comeback? He did Lucy no. today with that phenomenal round tying the course record. Oh my God, not at all. And that was, that's for the intensity. We have talked on this show before about what, the, which, who has the better script writers, NFL, college basketball. I would throw golf in there because you look at the, the ending of like almost any masters is so intense and so emotional. And you see something like Rory today who I love Rory. And I would have put money if I was betting on the masters, which I almost did. I almost put some money on tiger. I even tweeted, somebody convinced me to not put money on tiger to win the masters because that story is just so great and they like I know sports books know what they're doing when they put those odds out there and they're like emotions they bet with your heart on Tiger because he's the goat and everything but Scheffler is the fifth golfer to enter Augusta National ranked number one in the world and go on to win the Masters so yes you feel a little stupid because yes. he's Great I feel a lot stupid. <laughs> a lot stupid. Just so much stupid in betting this Masters. Like, why not put your? And then you. What if you had money on Rory and you see that happening and he's, he's uh. making his comeback, little comeback here? Um, but Scheffler, yes, did a great job throughout the whole Masters. If you watch every year, I love waiting for the jackets. Uh, giving whoever wins the jacket, the jacket exchange, mm -hmm. it never works. It is never smooth. This <laughs> and, and this year was no different because if you watch that video, after you listen and watch this, go to Twitter and look up this video. He's putting his arm in that. Would you, if someone's putting on your jacket for you, it's never not awkward. And that's no different when you're putting on the jacket of jackets, the green yeah. jacket. It is the same thing because your wrist gets a little tangled and then you're like, ah, do I like that? It's, it is awkward. It is very awkward. So it, but, but also, you know, you have to have those moments of levity and these, everyone's crying yeah. every the it's watching the masters is like going to the spa. Like it is the birds are singing and the day it's usually a nice day. It makes me fall asleep. Is that yes. what you say, Lucy? Well, you see, there is masters nap Twitter, like on Twitter. It was like, I'm taking my masters nap. Um, yeah. But no, it is like going to the spa and it's just beautiful. And, every, and Jim Nance is like, hello, friends. And it's like, yes, I'm your friend. You let me in to your I world of that. golf here. Yes. So we're, yeah, it, we're gonna, it's just nice all around. Yeah, we're going to debate that in a second. Oh I will God. say this for people that are, that are talking about these jackets, because I feel the same way. The thing is, it's this tangle that exists between the actual person that's receiving the jacket and the one that's putting it on. Oh, and yeah. Both of you have to understand how to properly put on a jacket. To all my fellows that are out there, if you're in your 20s, you haven't put on a lot of suits, been cramped up with COVID, you haven't gone outside, you're supposed to put it on below your waist. That's where the sleeve's supposed to go oh. in on. You're not supposed to do the up high thing. It's supposed to slide. If you just when they go to put your, your fitted suit on, you slide it from the bus. So again, you might know that and you might have your arm down low, but the person that's placing the jacket on you has to know that as well. So again, it has to be a perfectly timed tangle. But all my fellas that are out there in your 20s that don't wear a lot of suit jackets, just know it's supposed to go up. You're not supposed to put the other one up here doing the penguin dance while you're trying to put on the damn jacket, especially See? not the master's jacket. This is, Gabe, you should do a tutorial video and tweet this at Masters. This is how you yeah. do it, guys. If you win Go the viral. Masters, yeah, you should do this. And it, it'll be a lesson to anyone who ever wins the Masters. Also, they should practice this. If they don't think it's a jinx, you, pra <laughs> you practice getting your Oscar. You practice your speech. Practice putting on your jacket, people. That is great yeah. advice from Gabe right there. But I think the story of the Masters, too, was Tiger Woods. The fact that he even played 
golf. Like if you look at the, the crash he was in, there were the questions started from like, will he survive? Will he walk again? Will he play golf again? Well, he did all of that. Like, will he play in a tournament again? He played, he did all of that. And for him, he even said, this is more about returning than it is about winning. Even though he said he didn't, wouldn't play if he didn't think he could win. But I mean, obviously like just the fact that he was playing is incredible. Yeah. The good thing is his celebrity spans decades and spans generations of golf fans and regular fans alike. And when you saw and heard that Tiger Woods was going to be participating in the Masters, you wanted to be a part of it. And if for some miraculous reason he did end up on top, you wanted to make sure that you had a couple of dollars that were betting with the man, right? But I think he said it himself. It's more so him putting himself back on the line, the ability to still prove to himself that he can play in the Masters. And I think a lot of people were really cheering for him. But it's just like Jordan when he came back after winning the six championships. You want him to win because you're such a fan of his. But the reality is father time has passed you by. And there's younger guys like Scheffler who are 25 and in the peak of their careers that are going to pass you up and unfortunately play a little bit better. Exactly. And the only person we've seen really beat father time is Tom Brady and Tiger Woods is up there in the goat <laughs> status with Tom True. Brady, but he's on the, the TW not 12 plan. So it's a oh. little bit different. So I think the fact that Tiger Woods even played is incredible. His odds to make the cut were plus 105 just a couple days ago before he made the cut and then to miss it was minus 140. So he was favored to miss the cut. And he made it. And people, I saw people on Twitter all saying he's not going to make it. He's not going to. No, he made it. He made the cut. And I think that's really all he wanted was to do that. But we have a little bit of a debate because this was also, I saw DraftKings tweet this out today and it really got me thinking. What is better, Masters Sunday or Super Bowl Sunday? Oh, you're but asking me? This can't be a real question. I'm asking you. This is this a real, real question. question. What, well, right. what do you think, Gabe? I'm a Puerto Rican kid from Humboldt Park in the city of Chicago. <laughs> Masters never really got watched much in my in my household. And I just don't know a ton of people that are huge Masters fans. I don't know any cheese dips that are being made for Masters. <laughs> I don't know any bundles of wings that they're offering for sale or whatever. But I will say this, the big game on Sunday is something that the entire globe watches. So I don't know if there's really necessarily a comparison, but maybe I'm biased. And that's what I'm trying to understand, because it seems as though you feel the opposite. You feel as though Masters has a, a, a fighting chance against the Super Bowl. Yes, because I would pick the Masters. And my first thought was, this is stupid, because of course, it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> but then I thought about it. And I thought as a day, like as a Sunday, the Masters is an, it's all afternoon. It's drawn out. There's little periods of intense emotion and you're on the edge of your seat and then it dies down. So you never know when that could happen. And okay. the broadcast itself is just like a serene experience. And they've got the flowers, you've got the whole thing. It's so like classy and everyone's like quiet and then loud and then quiet and cheering. There are Scotty chants, there were chants. But you look at the Super Bowl and just I think about how I feel that whole day. You're just on edge. You're like, I can't wait for this game to start. It's like 630. You're waiting for it at night. You've got all the dips and you feel gross by the time the game starts and the during the game and it's late. And the Masters ends by the time the Super Bowl starts, basically. So you have the whole day and then you have like your evening and and it's and you can watch us after, too. And so it's like a whole as a day. That's how I think about it. I would say if you're a 67 year old grandmother, that sounds like a fantastic <laughs> Sunday. Right. If you're your a, you're a young person, Lucy, you look like you're ready for the turtle. I don't know anyone that's ever called their boss and said, Hey, 
The Masters was yesterday. Masters I think I need a day off. <laughs> I think wait till I, I tomorrow. Think I need Monday off. <laughs> I think I need something like that. I mean, I get it. I will say this: you are painting a beautiful, serene right. picture, and, I, and it's making me have—I don't know—vacation vibes. Right. But, so I guess it depends on what you value more. But I think, without a doubt, in my mind, Super Bowl. Give me the big game. Give me the gambling. Give me my friends. Give me beer. Give me some pizza. I, I, I think it's gonna be tough. I, we gotta ask. We gotta ask our guests coming up in the second. We segment. gotta ask Luke too. Uh, we but gotta I, ask Luke. It's. It also depends on how you look at it. If you look at it as the day itself, like how you spend a Sunday, or if you look at the event itself, which is maybe the the main reason for the whole thing in the first place. I would rather watch the Super Bowl than the Masters because I'm not like a golf nut. But right. the football, I would absolutely rather watch a football game than a golf tournament. Um, but Lucy, here's what you experience. sound like. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I you sound, sound like. like. A crazy you sound like that I know. No, no, no. You sound like a young person that used to go clubbing at night all the time and thought it was the best thing ever. And then once they hit a certain age, they're like, I'd rather go day drinking. This is a little more responsible. <laughs> See, this a is the more thing. Up my alley. I kind of went in the opposite direction. Did not party a lot when I was younger. And now wow. I've moved into a different, you know, a little more of that as I have gotten, as I've, I'm 30 now. Um, so yeah. maybe it's the, the wrong direction, but no, I would, yes, I would rather as the super, uh, the everything surrounding the Super Bowl, yes, is fun. The dips and the pizza and everything. But when this question was posed, I really did start thinking maybe it's the masters because like today was mm. just like serene and you're kind of like walking around doing stuff. And then you like catch a glimpse of, of someone putting and you're like, Oh, what's going to happen? And you kind of like oh. move around. You can, you can just, you know, move around while, while it's happening. It kind oh my of goodness, it, he's putting to your day. Yes. He's putting let's all. And then you golf clap. <laughs> There's no golf clap in the Super Bowl, Is there? No, no. I will say you're, you're making a very good argument for, I think this is good. For, for for being for a peace peace and quiet day you know i think you're, you're really making a good argument for that where there's maybe the super bowl is like very anxiety driven and the masters is, is the antithesis of that so i can see where you're yeah. you're, you're making me sway but i don't, I don't know I'm, I'm stuck on the super bowl i think that, it depends I think that one takes the cake it depends on where your mood is that day i think i think if you could choose like oh or both honestly you could watch both because the masters is during the day super bowl at night so also we will get into this at some point this show Baseball is back, which has taken my anxiety to a different level because the Red Sox are not doing so hot to start the season, but it's okay. Everything's fine. Everything's cool. My, my Red Sox future to win the World Series is still in play, obviously, plus 2,200. Last week, I forgot how to say the number 2,200, so now I can say it. It's 2200 is how I tried to say it. I don't know what happened. But yes, so if you have any MLB futures that you're looking at, do you have anything? Um, right now, I mean, I just, I'm trying, even though I'm a big Sox fan, I try to stay away from the White Sox, uh, yeah. just because I know there's a lot of Chicagoans that are putting that out there, but I I'm curious to see who else you have. Maybe in the next segment, yeah. we can, we can talk a little bit about uh, who you have and who you think could be a surprise winner. We will. Some good money. We will definitely get to all of that with Luke Pregandi of Prop Swap coming up. We have so much to talk to him about because there's a lot of futures going on right now and some some closer than others. We've got uh, baseball in October, NBA coming up before we know it, last day of the season today, which snuck up on me personally. So we'll talk to him about that. We will talk to him about just everything else under the sun, what he saw during the Masters, all of that coming up here on Back to the Futures uh, with Luke Pregandi coming up next on Odyssey and the VetQL Network. Uh, Lucy Burge and Gabe Ramirez will be right back with Luke Brandy of PropSwap in a few minutes.
Hey, it's Joe Ostrowski from BetQL Daily, 9 to noon Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip. BetQL Daily, you better you bet, and bet MGM tonight on the BetQL Network. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's licensed therapist Dr. Chris Donahue on taking steps to reach out. I want people to be proactive, and that means not waiting until you're really feeling bad in terms of mood or mental health before you take some of the action steps that we consistently are talking about. So I love the idea of us starting our day, setting self-care goals, and making one of them to reach out to a multitude of people to deal with their own loneliness, but also to check in on them. Now, having said that, I also want people to know that emotions can be infectious. So check in on your own sense of how do I feel in some of these conversations, because it is okay to let someone know on the other end. Hey, listen, I'm starting to feel a little flooded or a little overwhelmed or anxious. Can we start talking about something a little more lighthearted, funny, or joyful? I'm Listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind Mental Health Map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your Mental Health Map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the bet. I was pretty pissed off watching that Colorado State-Michigan game in the second half. Like, what the hell happened to Colorado State? Now, we were texting. I tried to middle with Michigan. I bet Michigan second half, so I ended up basically, like, taking a small loss on that game. But, I mean, I would have liked to have middled that game. Would have been really nice. But good job by you with Providence. And you were, like, one of the only people, I feel like, this week that was firm on Providence. It's always interesting to be reflective and like, all right, we know how we feel watching the team all year. We know how we feel going into the game. It's not about being results oriented. It's just about like, now that we've seen how the two teams fit together and with different conferences, it's always tough to imagine in your head how two conferences fit together when they play each other. And I even tweeted this. I was just like, man, Providence minus two, like Big East champ minus two against the Summit League. It's a tough number. <laughs> like That's a tough one in retrospect. You better you bet. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick. 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. That was smooth. That's, that, that's <laughs> what I listened to on the way home. The number one station <laughs> to free your soul. That right there was Brian. shy. Coming up, we got some Joe to see. Uh, but first, let's get out to the phone lines. That's going to be me on WFAN on Saturday night. Let's talk with Tanya. Tanya, what seems to be bothering you tonight? <laughs> well, my husband left to go bowling, and he has never came back. Oh, Tanya, you are too beautiful, sister. You do not need that man in your life. Um, there are plenty of fish in the sea, even men with be, cars. That's going to be me. I'm, I'm planning on being the WFAN nighttime therapist. Yeah. For New York City fans. Yeah, I always wanted to do call, something like call that. Call in. How you feeling about Ben Simmons tonight? New York City. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. 
Welcome back into Back to the Futures. We are rolling along here on this lovely Sunday night. Lucy Bird here with Gabe Ramirez. And we are so thrilled to talk to Luke Pergandy of PropSwap this evening because there's a lot going on in betting in multiple sports. So Luke, without further ado, welcome back to the show. We are so happy to have you. How have you been and what is going on? Yeah. Hi, Lucy. Hey, Gabe. Thanks for having me on. Uh, um, yes. you know, so we just, we just uh, saw the masters wrap up. So there's a lot happening with that. And, uh, what, what was the biggest takeaway for you betting wise from the masters? Um, you should have sold your cam Smith tickets, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, yeah. I, I literally, I got asked, I, I did a hit on with Hardy on the sports hub, Lucy. I don't know if you right. know who that is, but, um, oh, yes. he's, yep. he's a, he's a jock on 98, five up in Boston. And he asked yeah. me you know, this morning is that what should I do with my Cam Smith ticket? And I'm like, well, first of all, if you have two of them, which is what we always preach to people, like make identical tickets when you go to the sports book so you can give yourself options with PropSwap, sell one on PropSwap for a profit and then hold on to the other ticket for some additional upside. Um, you know, it's like if you have two of them, definitely sell one at, you know, when he this morning Cam Smith was like four back, I want to say, and his odds were plus 170 to win the Masters. So, you know, he opened at like 20 to one. So if you could sell a 20 to one ticket at odds of plus 170, you're making 10x what you paid. You know, if you bet 100, you could sell it for 1,000. Um, and obviously, in retrospect, we know Cam lost. So um, that would have been a wise decision. So, you know, my, the, the, one of the lessons is make, make two tickets. Like anytime you're at the sports book, make two identical tickets. So you can sell one on PropSwap and hold on to the other one. Cause I get it. Like people will be like, well, I've been riding this Cam Smith, this Cam Smith ticket for days. I don't want to get rid of all of my exposure on Cam Smith. I want to get rid of some of it. I'm like, all right, like I get that. So if you have multiple tickets on the same golfer next time, obviously we have three more majors to go this year. Um, it gives you some, some flexibility. That Luke, is great did advice. You, uh, did you have people swapping tickets for Rory that were sweating at the very end? A little. Yeah. I mean, his odds didn't get down. I think he got down to 15 to one was the lowest he was on Sunday today. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, you know, you could have got him at a hundred to one on Thursday or Friday. He started terribly. Um, so yeah, golf is, is just so much fun to be buying and selling every day. Unfortunately, Scheffler was dominant the entire weekend. So it kind of made, you know, there was a big drop off on the, on the rest of the golfers after Scotty. Scotty was like minus, you know, 200 to start today. Um, but, you know, typically in a normal year, you could have five guys in contention on Masters Sunday and you're just buying and selling on every hole. It's, it's a fun way to gamble on it. Oh, for sure. I was going to say Scheffler probably wasn't that great for like sports books in general too. Cause he was yeah. just, all you saw like on Twitter yesterday, everyone was like, Oh, he's already won it. Like you already know, but you, I mean, you never know. But what I'm fascinated by was what were people doing with tiger bets? Were people actually betting on tiger? Were they selling oh. their tickets? At what point were they selling them? What was the landscape of the tiger bets really during this? All of the above. Absolutely. <laughs> people were buying tiger wood bets. Um, you know, uh, two months ago, you could have got him at 101 odds to win the Masters. He got down to around 30 to one on Friday. Um, after Friday, after he made the cut Saturday, Sunday, he was he was not great. But 
Um, yeah, I mean, if you had a hundred one Masters ticket, you got a month ago, or even you know, if you got them at sixty to one last week, you could have sold that on Thursday and Friday for double what you paid. Um, you know, t- Tigers like the Yankees or the Cubs or you know, like Floyd Mayweather, like it, it, they're just such public. He's such a public team to bet on. Like we could put a Tiger ticket up for sale at odds of four to one, and he's actually forty to one, and people will buy it. It's just like <laughs> almost like a just like a vanity thing. Like oh, I have a Tiger Woods bet. They oh, want sure. the action. Now we're yeah. going to ask you a question about Master Sunday and pit it up against another huge event. I'm going to let Lucy tackle that, but I want to okay. talk about basketball for just a little bit. These basketball sure. playoffs. I mean, we got the teams now. We have our playing game teams. Who, who, what two teams in both the East and the West are not going to make it? Uh, not going to make it into the actual playoffs. Actual playoffs, yeah. That's a good question. Um, the next. So, who is the what's the playing games? Remind me, game. It's going to be Clippers versus the T Wolves and the West, and then Pelican Spurs. So, those are your four teams in the West. Let's start there. Out of those four teams, what two are not going to make it? Yeah, I, I don't trust the Pelicans. I don't, I don't trust that basketball team. Uh, I have no idea. Like, was Zion hurt this year? Was he not hurt? Like, that was the yeah. odd situation. It just seemed like a bad relationship between the between management and Zion Williamson. He didn't necessarily appreciate how they were handling him. So it was one of those Kawhi Leonard things where he didn't feel he was sure. giving the best advice. Uh, very weird yeah, very weird situation. I've been watching it closely. I really do feel like there's going to be some really good basketball being played in the next couple of days with these playing tournament games. But again, Clippers, Wolves, a big one. Do we believe the Wolves? Do we think that they can put together this young core that they have to, to get, out, get out of that playing situation that even makes some noise in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, Anthony Towns is so much fun to watch play basketball. Like, I was at the All-Star game in Cleveland, and when he was – so he won the three-point contest. This gigantic human wins the three-point contest over these, like, small shooting guards. Um, he doesn't jump when he shoots threes. He literally – his feet don't leave the ground. <laughs> drains these three-pointers without leaving the ground. It's hilarious to watch, but uh, clearly the best three-point shooter in the NBA, and the fact that he's doing that at, you know – Six eleven or seven foot, however tall he is, is just incredible. He's he's such a freak athlete. So I'll go Wolves on that one. I had the luxury, Lucy, of I judged the dunk contest for the McDonald's All American game, the year that Carl Anthony Towns came out. Grayson wow. Allen ended up oh. ended up winning it. My dad texts me in the middle of the tournament. He's like, "Why aren't you giving Grayson Allen tens? And I'm like, "Let me do my thing over here." Well, Carl Anthony <laughs> Towns, right. one of the nicest guys ever, Dominican guy. You know, I'm Puerto Rican, so we had a bonding moment there. But yeah. ever since that that day, you just said to yourself, "This is a talented, skilled big man," and it's good to finally see him reach this level because yeah. he's been kind of, you know, people have kind of been giving him a bad name, but it's 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 actually fantastic to see it. No, he's he's a great human, and um, yeah, to see him just annihilate the rest of the guards in the three-point contest but that's cool so did uh, did he win that dunk contest or did no no Grayson Allen ended up winning winning mm-hmm. uh, uh current Milwaukee Buck Grayson Allen ended up yeah, winning course, that yeah. one but he, he did participate if I'm not mistaken I think he did participate in the three-point contest but it'll be interesting to see them in the playoffs and see what they do Lucy do you have a favorite over there in, in NBA somebody that you like well, the Celtics, maybe, maybe a little bit. Yeah. What are you seeing on like on the Celtics to yeah. uh, to win the finals? Maybe people yep. should be buying tickets for that. Definitely. Definitely are- seeing Celtics action. They are currently 10 to 1. I mean, my gosh, yeah, they were that- they must have been 80 to 1 in the first half of the season. They were terrible. 
Right. Um, yeah. The and, chemistry and the, was off and everything. And now I'm sure people are just like scooping it up. There was a guy yeah. who got a tattoo of the 2022 championship banner. <laughs> that guy's not so stupid now. That guy is looking yeah. pretty good. And what yeah. are you seeing also for awards like MVP? Like who is who is the, yeah. the front runner in terms of like as the favorite, but also in terms of tickets and betting? Yeah, I personally think it will be a, it's a two pony race, so it's done. Like I would say, the regular season is done. It will be Jokic to repeat, or Joel Embiid to win his first MVP. Embiid was uh, the first half of the season; he was pretty cold. He was probably like thirty to one, twenty twenty to one range in the first half of the season, and then uh, January comes around, and he just went, got on fire. Did Embiid? He went down to minus three hundred odds. Uh, for basically the last three months, and then all of a sudden, halfway through March, Jokic, uh, there was a pivotal game where he came into Philadelphia. He beat the Sixers at in the in Wells Fargo in Philadelphia. So like the tide started to shift a little bit. That was about a month ago, and now Nikola Jokic is minus four hundred. So it like completely flipped from Embiid to Jokic. And, you know, Embiid won the scoring title. I mean, you know, right. for a center to, to be the NBA's leading scorer, like, I think you got to give it to him. But the odds makers are disagreeing. They have Jokic at minus 400. And I get it. Like, Jokic has the, like, the no one's ever had that many points, that many blocks, and that many rebounds, I believe. Like, he set the record for the total of those three statistical categories. So, I get it. They're both having incredible seasons um but to me like that's one of those awards like just spread it around like it's good for ticket sales then like Philly can say we have the MVP like I don't know like that I don't know if Joke is gonna agree with that Luke yeah, <laughs> spread it around. Yeah, I, I get it yeah um, I will say like, this I will I will say this when ahead. it comes to Denver you know he's really operating with a team that is is not even there, right? You have totally so many agree. guys that are out. You got Porter out. You got and for them to not even be in the playing game situation really says a lot about Jokic. He makes he elevates sure. the game of everyone around him. Now I don't want to take anything away from Embiid playing phenomenal basketball. Let's not forget James Harden got there at the end of the season, so he was playing without yeah. that high level superstar like a Ben Simmons type and keeping his team afloat in the top you know three in the Eastern Conference. But you can say the same thing for Jokic, just doing a phenomenal job, especially in a tough Western conference to be able yep. to put up those numbers day in and day out, play all of those games, not take the, that time off. It really does. It does say, say a lot about him. And you know, Go somebody away. that a lot of somebody else that a lot of people are talking about over in the Eastern conference, obviously you're not going to get any MVP consideration, but playing phenomenal basketball and is leading me to my next question is bam out of bio playing great defense. People thought he should have been defensive player of the year. I wonder where those yeah. tickets are at, but I do see Miami at, at plus 950 to win the championship. They're number one in the Eastern Conference right now. Phenomenal three-point shooting with Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson. Wow. Great defense. A guy that can get you a bucket in the crunch time with Jimmy Butler. Are you seeing any tickets on the Miami Heat? Is that fan base not yep. big enough to do that, or what is that looking like? Yeah. No, I mean, props off customers. They don't care. Like, they're just betting numbers, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're just trying to find a good deal, so they don't I would say not, you know, 90 plus percent of the tickets that we sell have nothing to do with fandom. It's just, you know, I think the Heat are good. Or I think, you know, like you just said, the Heat are plus 950. We might have them on props. I'm at 12 to 1. So, you know, because someone bet a Miami at 30 to 1 earlier this season. So, you know, mo most of the prop swap customers are just value shoppers. They're just trying to find deals on certain teams. 
Um, but yeah, we've been selling a ton of heat this season. Like the Nets, I just there's such a weird, a weird thing to figure <laughs> out. Like, they are really they, an enigma. Yeah, it's like you know, obviously, if Kyrie is dropping fifty, and then oh by the way, you also have the best scorer like maybe ever on your team, Kevin Durant. Like I get why the odds are single digits on them. Like it just from a defensive perspective, it's a nearly impossible task to shut down both of those two players. Like they're just, you just can't do it. Um, but it's also like, you know, their, their record's horrendous. Like, right. you know, it's gotta be, I would love to know, is this the lowest odds wise? So they're plus 650. I'm sure they're five to one in some books. Has a team with this record in the history of the NBA ever been five to one odds? <laughs> with the NBA finals? Like, there's no way. That's actually right. a very interesting question to look at. You know, because, I, I, like, yeah, they've been favored the whole season, and it's yeah. like I've I've been kind of baffled as to why just the whole season. I mean, because of that, basically. But you've got Kyrie, who is a part-time basketball player, because when which is so frustrating because when he does play, also I'm frustrated that he's a good player because he's not my favorite person. But sure. the Celtics he's, he's era was not great. He's great basketball. Yes, that's the thing. Is like if he was playing every single night. It'd be a whole different story, but also, what yeah. are you seeing with Giannis at MVP? Yeah, I've been on him I mean, all year, and I just love. Yeah, him. he. I mean, I I'd be selling that on prop swap. So you could have got him at like forty to one, maybe even fifty to one earlier this season. Um, he's down to seven to one. Is Giannis to an MVP? So I would take my province on that. I don't see it going to a player not named Jokic or Embiid this year. Um, Giannis won it two years ago. You know, I just, um, I, I think it's going to come down to those two. So if you have a, someone has a 50 to one Giannis ticket, get that thing posted because um, this gets announced in, I think, three weeks. Um, okay. But it's done. The vote, like the, the yeah. I believe the voting will take place this week. I don't, I, I, I don't know when the voting actually takes place, but it doesn't get announced for another month or so. Okay, so just a question to wrap up here for you to contemplate, Luke. We were talking about this earlier because I saw DraftKings tweet this out today. Masters Sunday or Super Bowl Sunday? Which do you prefer? Oh, not even close. Not even close. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl Sunday for sure. I um, golf is a blast. Like I always tell, I, I you know, people I talk to, like, oh, I don't know how you watch golf on TV. Like until you play it. I think that that's what like clicked for me. I'm like, these guys are so talented. It is crazy. Some of these shots they pull off. Like, I don't know if you guys watched it today, but they Rory McElroy and Colin Morikawa hit those chips out of the bunker. Like that was that is unrivaled, like Unreal. astounding shot. Like a, a nearly impossible golf shot to pull off. Um, yes. So, so it's, it's but still yeah, give them beer and wings on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, Super Bowl Sunday wings, football, absolutely. Like, right. Football is, is always going to be king. It's like a gladiator sport, and definitely, um, especially just, for betting. Yes. Yeah, it's all, it's yeah. always going to be king over golf. But but I, I get the question. Right. Golf is super fun right? sports. It's exactly. it's uh, Super Bowl exactly. Sunday for sure. Exactly. Luke, thank you so much for joining us. This is fantastic information. Luke Pergandy of PropSwap, thank you so much. We will talk to you soon in the future. And we are coming up next with MLB and NBA. Hey, it's Joe Ostrowski from BetQL Daily, 9 to noon Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip. BetQL Daily, you better you bet and bet MGM tonight on the BetQL Network.
It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. So I didn't think I was that invested in the West, but then I found out, oh, I am invested. Because one Ian McMillan said, not win the championship, but if the Arkansas Razorbacks can make the Final Four, win two more games, they are halfway home, just win two more, that you're going to get a hog? You're going to get a Razorbacks tattoo? Yeah, of course, me being, uh, I had to open my big mouth. My coworker Peter Dewey, said on a video for Betsided last week that he had Arkansas in the Final Four, and I thought that was such a ridiculous pick. Uh, like I said, me and my big mouth had to open it and say i will get an Arkansas tat- or Razorback tattoo if they do make the Final Four. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's licensed therapist Dr. Chris Donahue on taking steps to reach out. I want people to be proactive, and that means not waiting until you're really feeling bad in terms of mood or mental health before you take some of the action steps that we consistently are talking about. So I love the idea of us starting our day, setting self-care goals, and making one of them to reach out to a multitude of people to deal with our own loneliness, but also to check in on them. Now, having said that, I also want people to know that emotions can be infectious. So check in on your own sense of how do I feel in some of these conversations, because it is okay to let someone know on the other end, hey, listen, I'm starting to feel a little flooded or a little overwhelmed or anxious. Can we start talking about something a little more lighthearted, funny, or joyful? I'm Listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind Mental Health Map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your Mental Health Map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. We gamble literally all night long. Literally all night long. And we won a lot of money, too. That's the name of the game. Uh, we did not win the Lakers, because I don't know. You know what, Trista? I'm cured of the, what is it? LeBron? LeBron? LeBronchitis. 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 LeBronicillin. LeBronicillin. I'm clear you of have, the Le- I have, have LeBronicillin, and I'm clear of it now. I got LeBronchi. I, no, I had Le- cl- yeah, you cleared, I cleared my LeBronchitis with the LeBronicillin. With LeBronicillin. Yep, that was no that more. This law. is the day, Trista. I'm done. Can you can you promise me? I pro- I am cured. She's I am cured. delivered from LeBronchitis because of LeBronicillin shots. I will never back them again. Ever. I'm finished. And they're not talking finished like Brian Horvath and energy drinks. No, I'm talking about. Cold turkey, hard line in the sand. LeBron, you guys will not get my money anymore. MGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. We are back here on Back to the Futures. Lucy Burge here with Gabe Ramirez. And we were going to start with some NBA, but we were talking at the break. And MLB might be the topic right now because, as Gabe said, I am very passionate about it. And I am very passionate about what is going on in the Red Sox-Yankee game right now as we are on the air. The Red Sox are in a tough spot right now because they are 0-2 on this season. And they are winning currently. but 
I'm really scared that they're going to. You should lose be sweating. First... Don't be I'm sweating. I'm sweating it. buckets right now because they you should shouldn't. start the season zero and three, which they did last season. They just scored. It's three to one. Exactly, it is three to one. But as I just tweeted, the Red Sox need twenty more runs at least at Yankee Stadium because <laughs> they have we have been played before in this series and in general in life with these two teams. So I am uh, I'm I'm sweating this out, but I'm looking at my MLB futures and they're still looking okay. So. As I, last week, I went through these, but there's been some changes a little bit as this week has gone on. Not for the best, but here we go. So Red Sox to win the World Series, plus 2,200. Still have that. That's locked in, good to go. Shohei Otani, AL MVP, plus 400. Still loving that. Freddie Freeman, NL MVP, plus 1,200. Really high on Freddie Freeman right now. But Red Sox to win the AL East, I had them at plus 550. Last week, they are now plus 600. And that made me a little bit sad because I laughed at these odds because they are right ahead of the Orioles as third on this odds list to win the AL East. Orioles are plus 200,000 something. And the Red Sox (laughs) are just above that at now plus 600. And I just laughed in the face of that. Uh, But these odds are just getting longer. But maybe after tonight, they'll get shorter. They could. I, I like the um, Shohei Otani, even though back-to-back MVPs is extremely difficult. The Freddie Freeman one's tough for me because, you know, when you're playing on a really good team, it's hard for you to stand out. So being on, you know, his, his monstrous team that he's on, it's going to be tough for them to get some some looks. What I'm more interested in, Lucy, I got to be honest, because I love talking to people who are diehard fans of their respective teams so that that way I get a little outside advantage. Like right now, the Sox are up 3-1. The line at minus one and a half is plus 100 right now. Yeah. Like people that are watching this want to know, should they take that? Should they, should they just go money line or should they just stay away from that game altogether? Because you really are nervous that the, that the Yankees might come back and sweep your Red Sox. I am nervous because I'm always nervous about this because they can mess it up like nobody's business. But I am on their money line tonight and I would not sell that ticket at prop swap right now. <laughs> I would hold on to that ticket because right now. There's a little momentum as we're watching a foul ball, but it looked almost like it was fair, but it's not. Um, So, yeah, no, I would absolutely stick with that uh, Red Sox money line bet because that's what I'm doing tonight as one of my MLB bets. Um, But, yeah, no, absolutely. But with that short porch at Yankee Stadium, it's it's just it's more infuriating than anything. I'm just sweaty, but as Eminem says, my palms are sweaty because this is this. I'm just sweating this out like crazy. But the AL East right. one, I'm still sticking with that. Well, you eat your mom's spaghetti, and then we'll start talking, and we'll we'll put the baseball to the side. Let's talk about some NBA. We got the playoffs starting on Tuesday. Who who are who are some of your favorites? That uh, and, and do you do you even watch enough basketball? Like, is that your jam? Like, is NBA? Are you, are you like? Diehard Celts, you got like a, a, a shamrock on your arm or something like that, Lucy? You what? know what? I should actually. That's a great idea because last week Sprague was asking me if I have any tattoos. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should get a Celtics shamrock tattoo. And it's also good luck. So double duty there. Okay. But the Celtics, the Celtics for sure. Um, no, I, I'm always on the the Celtics to win everything. and ever, But the Bucks and Giannis. I've kind of hooked me in a little bit because I love Giannis just as a person. And he is just a monstrous basketball player. So I, um, I would say that the bucks is they've been what I've been eyeing the entire season, basically. Yeah. I gotta be honest. Uh, Oh, I, I gotta be Giannis. Uh, I <gasps> Look at right this. <laughs> love it. <laughs> love it. The Celtics right now, they're beating the Grizzlies by 20 some points. And if they win that game, they'll then shift into the number two seed which would more than likely put them up against the Brooklyn Nets, which I'm not sure why they would want that matchup. 
I'm sure no. they should have just benched all their players, lost to the Grizzlies, and either been in third or fourth. Here's the problem: as a Bulls fan, the Bulls got to play now because the Celtics are winning. The Bulls have to play the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round at in that three six seed. The Milwaukee Bucks have swept the Bulls the whole season. We haven't got out to any kind of victories at all against any of the top teams in the NBA. So I'm going to just cry for a second and pout about my Bulls. I really thought we had a chance against the Celtics, or at least out of the top four teams, that was the team that I would have rather played as opposed to the Sixers, the Miami Heat, and the um, Milwaukee Bucks for that matter. So that was going to be a tough one for me. So I'm, I'm actually not looking forward to that. But what I am looking forward to are, the, are these playing games. Yes. These playing so games are going to be really good. We absolutely, as Zach is reminding me just uh, before we get into the lines for that, the Bucks are plus 550 to win the title and the favorite to win the East at plus 270. So a little bit of value there if you're looking for that. So we have the early lines for play-in games. So Cavs at Nets, Nets favored minus eight. Money line is uh, Cavs plus 280, Brooklyn minus 350. We've got Clippers at Timberwolves minus three. Timberwolves favored and the Clippers plus 126 on the money line, Minnesota minus 148 on the money line, Hornets and Hawks minus four and a half Hawks favored money line for uh, Charlotte plus 164 Atlanta minus 196 Spurs at Pelicans Pelicans are favored minus five and a half money line for the Spurs is plus 190 Pelicans minus 230 Gabe, what are you looking at at these early lines? Yeah, let's start off with the Cavs and the Nets. Nets minus eight. You know, whenever I see the Nets minus a big number, anything over six or seven, I always try to take the underdog in that sense because the Nets' second team is horrible. And that's where a lot of teams gain a lot of ground. So if the Nets even were to get out to a big lead come middle of the second, third quarter into the early fourth, that's one of the second unit for a lot of the teams that they're playing up against kind of cuts the lead down. So for me, especially in a playoff game, I can see the Nets getting out to a 12, 13 point lead, but then the second unit and then Darius Garland, Laurie Markin and those guys really playing with some heart and really trying to win that game and then getting it down under eight. If it, if it were me, I'd even move the line a little bit. I'd go Cavs plus 10. And, you know, just to add a little bit of juice on there so that, that way I could, I could be all right. But ultimately, I think everyone feels as though the Nets are going to win. When you look at the Clippers and T-Wolves, it's funny that the Timberwolves are favored in that game. And I don't know if it's mm. because people are putting money on them and not understanding that Paul George is actually back. But the Clippers played good enough basketball to make it into the play-in without Paul George for the majority of the season. Now that he's back playing phenomenal basketball, a guy that you can depend on to hit the three ball and also get you these points. And again, playoff basketball is all about half-court offense. And when you got a guy like Paul Paul George, who had seven assists yesterday, or five, five or six assists yesterday, he's averaging about six or seven in his last 10 games. He can distribute the ball as well. So again, it's surprising to me that a lot of people are on the T-Wolves, but I'm going to take them. I'm going to take okay. them, but obviously, you know, the better team right there. I think Clippers might fare well against uh, in the next game. Then you got the Hornets and Hawks. This one's tough to me. These are two teams that play really well. It's just a matter of who's going to be hot on that given day. Is Trey Young going to hit you for 35, 40 points? Or is LaMelo Ball going to hit you for 35 or 40 points? That's it right. really depends because both of these teams can score. What I would be focusing on is the over-under in that game, Lucy. I don't know what it is yet. But I'm going to bet the over no matter what because there's two teams that don't play a ton of defense and that can actually put the ball in the bucket. But I'm, I am actually going to go with the Hornets. I think they've been playing phenomenal basketball. They just beat up on my Bulls the other day. And you're talking about plus money, plus 164 on the money line. I wouldn't even take the points. I'd go straight to the, uh, straight to the money line to do that one in the last game. 
Spurs Pelicans. The Spurs don't even want to be there, Lucy. They should be on vacation. The Lakers should be in the last spot. They don't Ooh, even yeah. want to be here at all. And the Pelicans, having Brandon Ingram back, having CJ McCollum playing some phenomenal basketball, Jonas Valanciunas, who's been a double-double machine, is an anchor for that team. And I really think with their mini three-headed monster, they're going to handle the Spurs without a problem. I'd even take the five and a half just so that that way it could be interesting. I love it. So it's funny you mentioned the Lakers, who are very much not in these playoffs. So LeBron was on the shop. This is the one of the funniest stories of the whole week to me. LeBron was on the shop recently and said the one player he wants to play with next is Steph Curry. So then Steph Curry is then asked about this, and he laughs, and he's like, oh, yeah, well, he picked me at the All-Star game, but but I'm good right now. I'm good. No, thanks. <laughs> I don't want to play with LeBron. LeBron is now looking around. He's like the guy at the party who, if he's done talking to one person, That's he's looking around hilarious. for who else to talk to. <laughs> he's not in the playoffs with the Lakers. So now he's looking around at all his friends on other teams. He's like, how can I create yeah. my next super team with maybe some younger guys, maybe some winners like Steph Curry. Steph Curry's yeah. like, nope, I'm good. No, thanks. Nope, I'm good. The, Thank you. I think he said it right, Lucy. He's the guy, but he's like the creepy guy at the yeah. bar to like hit on all the girls and nobody really wanted him. And then he's looking around like, who can I latch onto at the very end to try to do something? He, he's that guy. But I think Steph Curry has already played with one of the greatest players to touch a basketball court. And that's Kevin Durant. He knows that's what right. that's like. He's won championships. And I don't think he wants to diminish his legacy any more than it already might be by having played with Kevin Durant and w winning a championship. So I think if he were to partner up with LeBron, it might look that way as if Steph is the you know little brother to these better top tier players. And I don't think he wants to do anything. I think at this point in his career, Steph would rather beat up on the best players in the NBA rather than join forces with him. That's a great point. And I think it, one of his quotes that will go down in history, especially for me, Seth Curry, I'm good right now. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good right now. That's it's my, just that's so good. That's I love my, it. <laughs> my favorite quote is the one I actually I'm trying to look for it in my group chat with some of my fellas. It, it, it was like the one where he's like, keep that same energy at the end of the season when when you know when we make the playoffs and, and then oh here it is i got the quote races keep talking about my squad our personnel ages the way he plays the way this person stays injured we're past our time in this league etc cetera, etc cetera. do me a favor please and i mean please keep that same narrative energy when it begins that's all i ask well mr lebron james we are now in the playoffs you are not there and i have that same energy Choke job for you. Choke job. job. I love it. No LeBron in the playoffs. Just as we wrap up here, some of the NBA odds to win the finals. The Suns are favored at plus 270. Bucks plus 550. Nets plus 650, as we talked about with Luke. Warriors plus 900. Heat plus 950. Celtics plus 1,000. Grizzlies plus 1,300. Sixers also plus 1,300. Mavs plus 2,200. Nuggets plus 2,500. Just some of the favorites there. A uh, bunch of favorites, really. But yes. I'll say so, this on the way out. Yeah, Lucy, on the yeah. way out. Take yeah. take the Miami Heat winning the East. Take the Memphis Grizzlies winning the West. Parlay those two together. Put five bucks on you. Make yourself some money. I promise. I love it. That's great advice, Gabe. I know one guy who has a Celtics tattoo who's going to be taking Celtics plus 1,000. Probably. Gabe, thank you so much for joining us tonight here. Always and thank you all. It's always a pleasure to, to have you on, Gabe. And uh, Brandon will be back next week. Thank you all for watching and listening tonight to Back to the Futures. We will talk to you all next week about everything under the sun that has happened this week. Um, and yes, thank you again for watching on Twitch and listening wherever you can get your podcasts and have a wonderful evening.
Hey, it's Joe Ostrowski from BetQL Daily, 9 to noon Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip. BetQL Daily, you better you bet, and bet MGM tonight on the BetQL Network.